You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. I am back again. This is Keetra, your host, of course. Um, and we are continuing a conversation with Miss Erin Martin, who was on the show last week talking to us about her business and um, just her life overall. You know, she's a, a extraordinary individual who is kind of looking to spread the word about failing forward, and she's uh, offering us some good advice and continuing the conversation today. So we have her here. Erin, if you want to just kind of come in and give us a recap of who you are for those who are just joining who uh, may not have had a chance to listen to the previous episode, and then we'll continue our discussion. Great. Well, my name is Erin Martin, and I am actually with a health and wellness company. So um, I've been with them for many years off and on, about 14 years off and on. And I've really learned how to fell forward through life, um, just how to take things that maybe didn't go right in my life and turn that around into a positive and really just figure out how to make it work. So having a, a life as a stay-at-home mom, transitioning back into the workforce after a huge monumental gap of employment, well, how does that look? And I'm just sharing my experiences and, and how success looks today. So that's what we're talking about. Perfect. Sounds good. Thanks so much for the recap. And for you guys, be sure to check out <laughs> the previous episode featuring Erin Martin at last week so that you can kind of get caught up. Because today we're going to be getting into some of the health and wellness and, and fitness and all that other good stuff. So just want to make sure you guys are caught up. So let's move it, move it, move it, move it forward. So, Aaron, I know that last week we were talking about just like more of the building the foundation for your business. I know you shared with us quite a bit about your family life and just kind of returning to the, the workforce through the non-traditional model, just, you know, being an independent business owner. And I know that that is primarily, well, fitness and, and wellness and health is like a foundation for what you're doing and your uh, position with Arbonne. But let's talk about how, now this, this is a tricky thing because I know that your job is to kind of encourage people and show them that, hey, you can be wealth, you, wealthy. Well, they can be wealthy too, but <laughs> they can be, <laughs> yeah, they can be healthy and fit. But getting people to take charge of their health and to work out and to eat right, that's one of those things that's kind of like, how do you actually get people to, how do you encourage them? Because people hate being told, hey, you need to get a physical, you need to watch your calories, you need to work out. Like, how do you, how do you make that fun? Well, so I have to be honest with you, it didn't start out fun for me. <laughs> I, I really, I really have just developed a love for the fitness side of it because I've been all about nutrition for years since you know since my husband since we realized he has this gluten issue right so food allergies that kind of threw us as a family into really eating better and being more involved with the kinds of foods that we eat so I've been on the nutritional side for a long long time but not really so excited about the fitness part so I was in high school 
really fit. I was a two-time letterman, which is a big deal. But after that, I pretty much dropped off and was just all about nutrition. So how do I make fitness fun? And how do I do my job successfully and encourage people to make better food choices and really start to feel better and have more energy and vitality? Well, that's a good question because it's didn't start out that way for me. So I decided, and it's all about deciding. You have to decide. So yeah. once you make a decision, you have to stick to it or it's just playing games. So I've always been told that I'm the poster child for osteoporosis because I'm, I'm lean, I'm petite, and I'm a white woman. Yeah. And so apparently that is the best for osteoporosis, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. It is. Yeah. I mean, I've had numerous doctors tell me that and numerous doctors have told me if you don't get in the gym and do some kind of resistance training this is what you can look forward to well you know me I'm not going to let that happen <laughs> because I don't want to be sick yeah I mean, so I decided you know what I'm going to go out and I'm going to figure out what's in the marketplace so you want to consume something that you enjoy so you do consume fitness because it's something that you do but I have to tell you that 80 percent of your overall health is nutrition. So I'm going to show you how to put these things together, but let me go back to the fitness part and how it wasn't so much fun. I get really bored. So a traditional gym, I guess I'm just a non-traditional kind of person, but a traditional gym really wasn't exciting to me because A, I don't remember really what to do. <laughs> I don't. B, it's boring. I think it's boring. C, I, you do it alone. I don't enjoy that. And so I set out on a journey to find out what I enjoy. So I went to Orange Theory. Actually, that was great. I enjoyed that. I saw a CrossFit place, and I was a little scared. <laughs> CrossFit's great. I mean, yeah. CrossFit's great, but it's not for everyone. Exactly. I, I went to a boxing place that I completely enjoyed, but I needed more resistance. Yeah. And so I went to a functional gym, which I love everything functional, so I already knew I was going to enjoy that. So functional fitness is the same. It's just like functional health and functional foods, and that's kind of where I am and what I do. So it's anything that you do that helps you live life better. So if you're going to a functional gym, you're going to do, be doing exercises that help you in your everyday movement, if that makes sense. So yeah. bending over, picking up things or reaching for things or going up and down stairs. So there's different movements that help you do that and exercising. And it's, it's actually very challenging. It sounds simple, but it's a pretty tough workout. So I decided to work out at this gym. I knew that I didn't want to work out alone, so I decided to work out in a group setting. And so we do these pods, and we do rotations, and I really love it. So the fun part came in because of the people, to be quite honest with you. It's not boring because it changes all the time. And the trainers watch you with eagle eyes to make mm -hmm. sure that you're doing all the movements correctly so I can't get hurt. All I have to do is decide to go. So it's just like everything else in my life. You have to decide and then you have to not quit. If you decide and you don't quit, you will be successful. So that's what I did. And so I ended up working with uh, these gym owners and now we have a great relationship and I work out there and I love it. But you asked me, how do I make it fun? How do I make the nutrition side and the fitness part fun? Well, it's fun because of the people that you're with. That's what makes it fun. So I want you to try to go find 
a gym or find a group or find something around people that you enjoy. And I went, I didn't know a soul. So I developed these relationships, but it made a huge difference for me. And so while I'm doing that, I'm also... I'm also taking these nutritional products that I have that help enhance what I do at the gym. So I get healthy on the inside. I have more vitality, more energy, but all of that just helps my performance at the gym. So I feel good because fitness that gives you endorphins that makes you feel good, but I can get through that workout because of my health and nutrition that I've already been doing. So that's kind of how that all works. Now, I work with people all the time. And the reason that I do is because most of them just don't feel good. Yeah, They don't feel good. A lot of them are overweight. They want to lose weight. They don't have energy. They don't like what they see in the mirror. And so I just help them. Sometimes I make a joke like, I'm really an image consultant. I don't really sell skincare and things like that. I'm really kind of an image consultant. So I help people like what they see in the mirror. And the motivation behind that is that they really want to make a change. So there are some people that come to me and they, they haven't decided, but the vast majority of people that come to me for help or, or that I network and I find, they're just to the point in their life where they've decided they have to change. And so what I do is I get them healthy. I help them through one of my programs, which really what it is, is it's clean eating. So I have a challenge that I do and and we do it twice a month. So they're ongoing. And so I'll take an individual that maybe needs to lose weight or um, is having trouble losing weight or, or then other people that just want to detox and, and just stay healthy and have a clean eating routine. I take them and we go through this um, routine. It's a Facebook It's an online Facebook routine. And so we teach you good nutrition. We teach you how to eat clean. We teach you and give you products that help you detox. So the strange thing is, is sometimes people have trouble losing weight because they've got so many toxins stored in their body. Mm. Because toxins like to store in your fat cells. And until your body or your liver can process the toxins out of your body, your body's not going to release that fat. So you have to get rid of the toxins to release the fat. So I just help people. And I have products that make it simple and easy. And then we teach people how to eat clean. And then once I get them cleaned up, then I refer them to a fitness place or a gym or a personal trainer that they've already told me what they're looking for. Then I place them in a gym. So that's kind of how I do that. And the fun part is when they look in the mirror and they like what they see. (laughs) Exactly. You know? It really is because we don't count calories. We don't do any of that in the program that I do. I just teach you how to eat clean and I teach you how to detox and eliminate the major allergens that you have. Like for my husband, it was gluten and dairy. After he got off that, he felt so much better. There's a lot of people that suffer with food allergies and things like that. They don't even know. And so I just help them identify those things and get those things out of their diet and they just feel better. And everything is better when you feel better. And so that's the fun part is you feel like doing fun things. And so you have the vitality to go out and do things you want to do again. So that's kind of the motivating factor is you want to feel better. Do you want to have a better life? Then you're going to have to do the work. And once you start doing the work, you find that you feel better. And so you continue doing the work. And then people become addicted to it, addicted to working out and feeling good because of the endorphins. So it's just a cycle, but the cycle is really good and healthy. So it's a good thing. 
Well, yeah, and I tell you what, you when you said work, <laughs> I was kind of like mm-hmm. thinking to myself, okay, we're working out. <laughs> I'm curious to know what is your favorite workout. <laughs> you know, what's your favorite workout or exercise? Oh, my favorite workout. Okay, so my favorite workout again is the group thing because I really love that. But my favorite exercise. So this is funny because I was out of the gym for two weeks and I just went back yesterday, right? And it was for some medical stuff. And, you know, there was a reason I was out, but it was so hard to get back into the gym. And, and it was just because I've been out, right? So my favorite exercise, and I'm, I'm kind of, um, I'm telling on myself, so if any of my trainers are listening, try to not look at me when I'm doing this, but my favorite exercises are the ones where you get to lay down for like three, three seconds before the next exercise starts. Oh my God. You think you're getting in the position for the next workout or the next exercise. I'm really just trying to breathe. I'm really just laying on the ground and I'm just taking a breath or two and then you're starting like crunches or it's always something really hard, but you know, those oh are my, my favorite things when I get to sit on that bike for half a second. Or I get, <laughs> isn't that terrible? And, and well, those are my yeah. favorite. My, the one I hate the most. And, I, and again, if my trainers are listening. I know they're going to make you do this more. I don't like the sled pull. So you pull the sled with a rope. You know what I'm talking about? I uh, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So my left arm is weaker than my right arm, which is why I need this exercise. And it's so <laughs> hard for me to pull that sled. You have to push it back down the track that's my least favorite but the rest of them you know I'm, I mean I'm bettering myself so I'm happy about it and I get through them and I'm always happy after and I always feel great so it's it's a plus and everybody's encouraging you and giving you high fives so you know we've all been in that boat where you're working it's work but it's fun work and it's worth it work yeah it's definitely yeah that I guess everybody appreciates it after the fact, nobody. <laughs> so, you know, with the exception of those who uh, just kind of like gym rats enjoy being in the gym. But yeah, I totally get you. When we go down for those burpees, I'll stay down there extra a couple of seconds. <laughs> well, so. I'll tell you, I didn't even know what a burpee was when I started back into the fitness world. And so I had to ask them. Well, actually, I went to the gym with my friend Raquel. And so she took me to the kickboxing place, which, which I really loved. And she was like, okay, we got to do burpees. I'm like, Raquel, I don't know what a burpee is. I mean, this is how long I've been out of the fitness scene. So she's like, you don't know what a burpee is. I was like, I don't know what a burpee is. So she showed me, and oh, my goodness. Burpees are well, they're good for you, yeah. right? So, hey, <laughs> I, I do them. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, if we're going to, yeah, if we'll, we'll describe them as that, we'll, we'll leave it at they're good for you, period. Uh, <laughs> for you. Exactly. I would rather they were at the beginning of the workout than the end. Oh, I'm telling you. I know when to get up. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and speaking of, of uh, I know you mentioned just a, a second ago, or a minute ago, rather, when you were talking about how the, the you use the app to kind of get people started. And even in the last conversation that we had, you know, with your business, just being able to set people up mobily. How do you feel about the emergence of you see all these fitness and health apps, you know, now that can kind of help you download and uh, track calories and, you know, what you're burning and heart rate and all that other stuff? Well, you know, I really like them. And let me tell you why, because I think it gets us involved with our own health care. I think it's really important because they have actually different devices that can monitor your heart rate. So let me give you an example. I was working out in this gym and you can wear a heart rate monitor while you work out and it comes, pops up on the screen in front of you. So you can see you know, how your heart rate is going. And this is really important. So one of the ladies in the class with me, her heart rate started to rise. I mean, and it, and it was getting into a zone that, that wasn't necessarily dangerous but it was higher than it needed to be yeah. and if we if she didn't have that on she would have continued working out at that pace and she could have been in bad trouble 
Oh, wow. So I am, I am a big proponent of those kind of devices and apps. And I mean, here's another thing. So it helps you track your calories. You know, there are apps that help you track your calories. And that's really important. Not only if you're losing weight, like what I do, we don't really track calories. We just eat clean and we give you you know, menus and different things to help you eat clean. And there's certain things you eat at certain parts during this 28-day detox and elimination challenge. But for my daughter, for example, I know I reference her a lot because technology has really helped her. So there's apps that you can count your calories if you want, and she uses it to make sure she gets enough calories and the right kind of calories every day because you need a certain amount of protein, carbs, and good fats. She also has an app that that will track how much water she's had. So, and dehydration is another thing with cystic fibrosis you have to be really careful about. So you have to stay hydrated. I mean, that's even good for professional athletes. I mean, they have to be very on purpose about their diet so that they don't burn off too much and start burning fat, uh, start burning muscle instead of fat when they work out. So there's a lot of different components to fitness and these apps and, and just wellness. Having a heart rate monitor, some people have that continually on their um, phones or on their, their watches, and it's, it's really helped a lot. And even blood sugar levels, you can we're starting to use different devices to monitor that. So it's nothing but helpful in my view. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds good. And we're going to let, let's backtrack a little bit. I know the previous episode we were discussing your business building strategy and, you know, the whole network marketing and how you got involved mm-hmm. with that. But uh, for a business that evolves around building relationships and, and partnerships and speaking and communicating with people, like how important is networking to you when it comes to growing your business? So networking is really the main way that I grow my business. So I've built an entire business strategy around networking because my business is really a belly to belly business. So, you know, while I do use social media and there's a lot of people that are very successful growing this type of business with social media, I just really enjoy talking to people. I really enjoy getting to know people and making relationships and then building networking kind of webs off of that. So what I, my strategy is whether I'm going to a networking group or I'm just meeting people, I never want to leave a room without meeting a couple of new people. And then I, I definitely get their business cards. There's a great app called CamCard, C-A-M-C-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. It's a free app. It allows you to scan someone's business card, the front and the back, right into your phone. And it's free. I use CamCard. I really like it. And that way I can keep track of the different people that I've met. But the way that a networking meeting would go for me, and this is a one-on-one networking meeting, I always want to meet someone and figure out how I can help them be successful. So some people approach this differently where they go, oh my goodness, what can that person do for me? But if you turn that around and you decide, Mm -hmm. I'm going to see what I can do for that person. Because networking goes both ways. If it's all about me, then I'm not going to get far in that one-on-one networking meeting. But if I make it about that other person, then they're going to say, hey, this person is really interested in my business and she really wants to help me out. Well, then I'm going to figure out what she does and see where I can help her. So being a networking partner with me would involve me sitting down or, or even online or talking to you on the phone and really figuring out what you do in your business and how I can help you. So I may not be able to help you today, but at some point I'm going to run across someone that I can network with you that could further your business. So I'm all about getting people together and I do it all the time. 
Yeah. And growing those networking webs. And then other people do that for me, too. So it's a, it's a two-way street. It can't be me giving you business and you not then referring business to me. It's a two-way street. And I make that very clear in my networking meetings. I'm like, this is a two-way street. If we're going to be networking partners, that means we're working together to help further each other's business. Look, tell me what you do and tell me who you want me to look for to refer to you. And then I take notes. I sit down with a notebook and I put Susie Q and I put the name of the business and I write down exactly what she does because I really do want to help her build her business. If I have any marketing things that I think would help her, I'm going to just tell her. Yeah. I'm going to tell her, hey, you might want to look here for, this is a better way to spend your marketing dollars if you're doing a grassroots marketing. You know, go here or do this or do that. And then I tell her, even if she's not really asking, I'll say, well, this is what I do. And these are the kind of opportunities I'm looking for. And then you make it a two-way street. That's how I build my business. For instance, and I cold call. But it still is the same is the same thing. So when I go into a business and I'm cold calling, right, I, that means I know, don't know a soul in there. But I have typically researched the business I'm going into. Very important step. You need to research that business. So let's say I'm going into, gosh, I mean, I can go into salons. I can go into med spas. I can go into gyms. Let's say I'm going into a gym. I want to know, is that gym a franchise? I want to know who that business owner is. I want to know, does that gym already use the products that I sell? Is that through a network marketing company? Is that through a corporate? You know, there's certain things that you need to know about where you're going. Then I go in and I ask for the business owner. If the business owner isn't there, I ask for the general manager. Always have something that you can leave. Now, leaving something doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a call back or anyone's going to even acknowledge that you were there. So let's face it, a lot of people stop in places. Yeah. But it does leave some material. So you can always have that excuse to call back. So leaving something just gives you an excuse to call back. So then you follow back up. Let's say yeah. I wasn't able to meet anyone that day. Hey, I'm Aaron Martin. I came in. I left some materials for you. And I would just like to follow up with your owner. Here's where it changes. This is what I do that's different, okay? I say I'm looking for networking partners in this area that I can refer my clients to. Now, it depends on what the business is. But for me, the most part, I'm going in and I'm looking for places to place the people that I've already been working with and getting them healthy. This is just my own personal scenario. So I've already yeah. been working working with people, cleaning up their diet, getting them healthy, but now I need to plug them into a gym or plug them into some kind of physical activity. So I really am looking for networking partners. I'm also looking for new people to uh, sell my supplements to because I, I'm a protein rep, right? I sell protein. I sell um, sports nutrition. I sell detox products. So all of that is my target market. So I say I'm looking for networking partners in this area to refer my clients to. And I would love to maybe come by the owner a cup of coffee. Is there a number I can reach him or her at? And nine times out of 10, people will not say no to having a new networking partner. They right. just won't. Because who doesn't want to have a new networking partner? And that's how I didn't say, I want to sell this person protein. <laughs> exactly. I want to come in. I want you to carry every product I have. 400 products. I want you to carry all 400 products. <laughs> that's not the approach to have. You need to go in and really say, 
I want a networking partner. And then once they get to know you and you, you're telling them at the networking coffee what you do. And by the way, would you like some samples just so you can get a feel for my products? Once they taste my protein, they're going to like it because it's plant-based, vegan. It's got a multivitamin in it. I mean, it's good stuff. Yeah. But it tastes good. So once I can get that sample in there, then they pretty much want more information. So I, I'm very blessed in that. But go in it from a networking standpoint, because the worst thing that's going to happen, the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to have a new networking partner. Best case scenario, you've got a new business partner, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, you really can't lose. Exactly. This is a no-lose situation. Exactly. Yeah. And that is kind of brings it, it'll bring me to my next question, which when you're talking about building relationships for somebody that is brand new at this, you know, people who are building their businesses, what would you suggest as far as getting out into the community to let people know that your company exists? Because you have to let people know, right? Like you just can't right. expect them to find you. So what suggestions well, really, would you have? It really depends on your business. Okay. So for me, Mine, like I said, is really belly to belly. So I'm going to be talking a lot about my business. I'm going to send out some kind of a email on social media. Hey, I've opened my doors. You know, you have to tell people that you're open for business. Yeah. If you're a brick and mortar, then there's a lot of different ways to do that. Again, you can send something out that is just like a print ad. You can send something out in the mail. You can search up zip codes that you want to hit. All that's pretty costly. But you do have to open your doors. And there's a lot of marketing strategies here. But let me tell you what I really love. I love just, if you're a brick and mortar, you need to go around your business, probably a mile or two out, and you need to drive around and see what other businesses are around your business. And then you need to get out of your own brick and mortar store, and you need to go meet the other business owners. That's networking. You yeah. go in, you introduce yourself, you say, hey, I just opened the salon next door, just wanted to kind of introduce myself. You set up a networking coffee with them and you start to build relationships. Then you start and you do the same thing. I'm looking for networking partners. You would be surprised at how many people would refer business to your new business just because you took the time to go get a cup of coffee. I'm telling you, it is like, this is like the secret sauce, yeah. okay? And it's easy. It doesn't cost you but a cup of coffee. My goodness, buy them a cup of coffee. Right. Cost you two <laughs> cups of coffee. Okay. Exactly. Building relationships is how you build your business. Now, if you want to advertise, do some advertising. Again, it depends on what kind of business you have. But for the grassroots, getting in your community and letting people know your doors are open, y'all don't be afraid to go kind of old school. Go to your neighborhood newsletters. That's great for services, great for realtors, great for any of those. It would be great for someone like me. Okay. Any of those service type businesses or even lawyers, anything like that great newsletters. That's the way you reach people. The costs for those kind of ads are small. And then you can even go, I tell people all the time, so this is a big secret, okay? Go to your local high school football game program and advertise in there. You know why? Oh, wow. People yeah. keep them. They keep them for years and your ad is in there. You can afford to take out a full-page ad. If you try to take out a full-page ad and some other publications, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars, especially right. the newspaper, which nobody reads anymore, by the yeah. way. <laughs> but it would 
cost you thousands of dollars. But if you go to your local football team, like your high school football team, place an ad in that program, you're going to get a huge bang for your buck. I mean, those are just a few things. I want you to start thinking small to think big yeah. because you need to get into your community. But really go about two, one to two miles out is a long way, but that's going to be your immediate target market is right around where your brick and mortar is. Okay. And those are the people you need to meet. Get in your chamber of commerce. That's huge. Go meet people. Tell people you're open for business. You know, sponsor your local high school lacrosse team. Okay. So my my son plays lacrosse. We're looking for sponsors. It's a tax write-off. Yeah. It's a tax write-off. Plus, you're, you're supporting the kids. Who yeah. doesn't like that? So kind of look outside the box for some of those. Even if you're a bigger business, I still encourage you to do some of that grass work, uh, grassroots marketing because that's where your client base comes from. Exactly. Does that help a little? Absolutely. Yes, it does. I mean, it's more on the creative marketing angle. So we, we truly appreciate that. Okay. So you aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs, anyone who wants to go for their dream. All right. And you know, we just, in the previous episode, we were talking a little bit about, you just have to decide and you just have to go for it. But then you have those people that kind of step out just a little bit, you know, and then they just kind of retract and go back. And then you just kind of on that level of uncertainty. And then there's that fear. What do you say to that person? So fear is paralyzing. Period. End of story. Fear is one of the most paralyzing things that keeps really good people from achieving big things in life. And I've had to work through fear. So let me tell you something. When I was going back into the workforce after this massive gap, right, eight-year gap, that was really scary because my options were very, I thought my options were really limited. Come to find out all I had to really do was hone in on what I enjoy to go to the industry, figure that one out and then go for it. Right. But I was pretty, I was pretty scared because, you know, I was working at a level where let's just say I left the industry with the Palm Pilot and came back with the iPhone 10. That's like the massive technology gap that I had and you right. know how technology doubles up over itself. So I could have let fear really get the best of me. And a lot of people make that mistake. They're afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. So there's a couple of things you need to do. One is you need to mind your mind. Mm. Don't let that stinking thinking, my father-in-law says that all the time, (laughs) you got to get that stinking thinking out of your head. Because if you listen to yourself tell you you can't, then you won't. You really won't. And think about, love this example, think about, when you think about fear, think about Babe Ruth. Okay, Babe Ruth was the king of home runs. And that's really what people remember. But they forget that he was the king of the strikeouts, too. He had 714 career home runs, but he had 1,330 strikeouts. Okay, so (laughs) I think that probably his manager was questioning his strategy a bit, don't you think? Exactly, yeah. But he's still listed as one of baseball's top 10 players of all time. And why? Because he didn't let failure dictate his future. He didn't let fear dictate his future. So for someone who's really thinking about stepping out and going out on their own and doing something different first, you really need to make sure you have some income stockpiled. Okay, because opening a traditional business, like I said before, is going to cost you and it's going to cost you big. So like I said, kind of the average brick and mortars 
is in the upwards of $200,000 just to open. And then forget about making a profit for about five years. You need to make sure you've got the income squirreled away to be able to support yourself that long. That's just a fact. But don't be afraid to try something different. Just because it's a different business model or it's something that you haven't tried before, make sure and do your research and make sure that it's a viable company. Like for me in network marketing, make sure it's a viable company. I think there's a staggering statistic, and I may be off on this some, but it's almost like 78% of network marketing companies don't last five years. So you need to make sure that whatever company you're looking at is strong and stable. I mean, we've been in business 38 years. So, you know, that was a big plus. Make sure you have the money stored away. Make sure you have a good plan for success. Okay, so the thing with network marketing is I don't have to come up with an R&D. I don't have to come up with the sales force or even pay them. I don't have to come up with advertising. I don't have to do any of that. I don't. I do like the marketing, but I don't really enjoy the rest of that anyway. So yeah. I'm just fine to let Arbonne take care of that, and then I just get to go out and sell the product. Well, if that business model is something you're excited about, the cost of opening this type of business is so low that I would encourage anyone. Hey, go ahead and take a look at network marketing. If you're willing to do the work and really follow a success plan that that works, and most of these companies have a success plan that works, um, then go for it because you're really not out that much. But if you're looking at that brick and mortar, you really need to do a lot of market research. And then if you're comfortable with that, I would encourage you to step out and do it because you're never going to know unless you try. And if, as long as you keep failing forward, you will be a success. You just will be. Some companies are successful in spite of themselves just because they hit the right zip code. They pick the right business and they really make good decisions on that. They may not know fully how to run that business day one. That's okay. Keep doing your research. Keep working towards your goal because few people know everything about, let me just say no, nobody knows 100% about everything that they're going to be doing 100% of the time. A lot of it is on the job training. As long as you have the basics and you can go for it and you feel like you've done your research, then I would encourage people to step out. Step out. Love that. Love it, Erin. And before we wrap up, I have one last question for you. And then also, if there's anything else you want to add, you can definitely do so. If you could do one thing to make the world a better place, what would it be? Well, that one's easy. I would introduce every single person to Jesus Christ, because that's what a profound impact the Lord has had on my life. Through thick and thin, Mm -hmm. my relationship with Jesus has never left me alone. I have always had the knowledge. He is with me 100% of the time, every second and day of my life. And it's just that peace, because I've had a lot of stress. I've had a lot of stress in my life. But it's the peace that passes understanding. I mean, just that peace that you absolutely cannot replace with anything else. And as long as I have that peace and I have that, it's almost like he's wrapping his arms around me. I mean, I, it's hard to explain, but as long as I have that, I know that I'm okay yeah. and I can keep going and I'm going to make it through this. So if I could give one gift, that's what I would give. Absolutely. Love that. I tell you what, that's one of the greatest gifts. And I I truly appreciate you opening up and sharing that with us because a lot of people are a little reluctant to get into their personal lives and let alone talk about their faith. But we truly appreciate that from you today, Erin. And 
we definitely we have to have you back because I know you're going to have some other stuff going in the future. But for now, we'll work with these two episodes. So before we leave, I would like for you to share with the listeners, please, where they can find you online, where they can connect with you. If somebody is interested in trying out some of the the products and, and supplements that you guys offer, just take a minute to share that with us. Okay, thank you so much. You can find me on social media. So on Facebook, it's just Erin Martin. My picture's there. I've got the ocean in the background. And <laughs> okay. you, can, you can find me on Instagram. It's Erin's Inside Out Wellness. And it's E-R-I-N-S, Inside Out Wellness, Erin's Inside Out Wellness. And my website is erinmartintexas.arbonne.com. But hey, why don't you just call me? Monday verse 281-351-4712. I mean, seriously, just give me a call. If you really want to make a change in your life and you want to feel better and you want to lose weight and you just want to change your life and like what you see in the mirror and like the way you feel, like the way you look, but mostly feel better and have energy and vitality, just give me a call. I'm happy just to talk to you on the phone and tell you what I have or even refer you somewhere that can help you. Like I said, I'm always looking for networking partners. And if you want to be a networking partner, I would love that too. So just give me a shout. All right, guys, you heard it. And we will also have Aaron's information in the show notes once, well, I guess by the time the episode goes live, all you guys have to do is to go to my website, which is Keetra.com for more information on Aaron and the things that she's up to. But anyway, thanks so much, Erin, for joining us. We truly appreciate your time and look forward to touching base with you here in the future. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.